Reckless Moves. My name is Michael Cremain. I'm the Dungeon Master for this monthly collection of friends, family, and fools. Mostly fools, to be honest. Our party consists of Bryn, an Elven Ranger, Crispin, a Fire Genasi Barbarian, Marquail, a Dragonborn Sorcerer, Serial, a Wild Hunt Cleric, Talfeth, a Dwarven Paladin, and Twig, a Halfling Rogue. Why are we called Reckless Moves? If you don't know by now, you'll figure it out as we go along. How many wizards does it take to change a light bulb? That depends. Change it into what? Move session recap. This is an adventure that was held on session seven, which is was August eleventh, two thousand nineteen. After a sound sleep was interrupted in the uh, tent that was honored to them by the worm-ridden tree goblins, chaos was heard outside, and the uh, Gilxis ran into the tent, asking everyone to be quiet and stay in the tent. Now, the party honors the first request, but not the second. The party stealthily witnessed a massive two-headed Etten threatening the village and getting tribute. While the goblin leadership was prisoners in the sunken temple, the Etten has been threatening the village and taking food and gold every month. Um, so, at the moment, choosing discretion, the party vowed to come back later and deal with this massive, literally massive bully. So, after Telfeth's dream previously and the description of that, the goblins recognize the description and are willing to lead you to the place, but say they will not stay. So the party was dropped off near the mountain that was described, and the goblins led the cart and horses away, and the party investigates the area. Uh, near the edge of the forest, four orcs on patrol are seen, an ambush is set with Bryn disguised as an orc leading some of the party while the rest lies in ambush. This went well until Crispin just rushes in to attack. After quickly dispatching the orcs, though, the bodies are hidden and the surroundings are quietly surveilled. Uh, there's a lake scene, a chimney of smoke, and a cavern entrance. All are options of possible ways in. Trying the lake first... Twig just jumped in to examine a pipe with some rope that appears to be an intake and proceeds to drown, not anticipating the strength of the current. Serial threw in a rope and Twig was hauled out fairly easily and they decided to explore other entrances. The chimney seemed dangerous since it ends in fire, which is not a friend of rope. So the party ascended toward the main entrance of this... Um, and literally took a cake break. After uh, some yummy cake is consumed, because it was yours truly birthday, as well as an awesome D&D session, uh, one of the best things, Serial says, I didn't get any cake. We made him roll deception. Uh, after that yummy cake, thank you guys, was uh, consumed, 
The party then proceeded into the mountain. Uh, seeing a couple of orc guards who really weren't being very quiet, complaining about their post, they were kind of inattentive. Uh, listening to them, they learned that the uh, orc guards' name were Wark and Thark, who were sitting, quote, guarding the entrance. Uh, a deceptionist plan, with Bryn still disguised as the orc, leading the prisoners, quote-unquote, into the guard area. The deception actually held, and the, the party passed through into the guard shack, where two other orc guards, a little less gullible than Wark and Thark, proceeded to attack, and the battle goes a lot better being inside the guards' area, and a lot quieter. Now, after killing several orcs, including some archers that um, were hidden from sight, uh, they were resting until the noise came along. The, they're all dispatched fairly quickly and easily, and luckily without anyone running to get help. Now, the party looks uh, across a rope bridge across a chasm, chasm and uh, the party decides to drop the bodies down there. The bodies drop a long way down, and distant splashes are heard. Uh, the party then went north into the orc barracks, and um, heading into the barracks, using stealth to lay a plan, Talfeth used a newly acquired uh, wand of web to web a large part of the room, while sneak attacks and arrows start killing the resting and sleeping orcs and the captain Yarik, the Orog. Now, suddenly, for the first time the party has witnessed, uh, strange things happen to Twig. His eyes turn yellow, and he transformed into a halfling-sized red fiery demon, jumping on the captain and slashing and burning him to death. The party, needless to say, is very surprised by the halfling rogue turning into a fiery demon. The pint-sized demon does massive damage, and rolls to set both the web and enemies on fire. Um, Twig reverting to normal uh, to a lot of stunned silence, and Twig revealed some of the demon rot infection backstory, um, and uh, there's a private conversation between Serial and Twig. Uh, you can hear some of that in... Uh, Marks, who plays Birch Twigglesby or Twigs, uh, player interview. Talks a little about the backstory on that. So, after the battle, uh, you know, with the confusion and private conversation about a halfling transforming into a fiery demon, uh, the loot is found and the party uh, continues to examine to the east. Uh, Bryn goes to the room looking at a statue and triggers a poison trap. With an incredible roll, jumping back quickly, the poison is avoided and the trap mechanism is found, taking very little damage. Uh, again, this is kind of a trend that's starting to occur. Incredible recklessness, followed by incredible luck. And fantastic rolls, lucky rolls, with sometimes people's lucky feats helping out. And uh, the... Uh, party proceeds to listen at the next door and the door swings open and two dire wolves rush to attack. Holding their ground, the party sees 
uh, what looks like a chieftain to this area named Ulf. Now, he thinks there's orcs coming to challenge him, and the battle takes a sudden turn with this massive ogre swinging at the party, uh, turning to Ulf having a very bad day. Uh, he finds himself suddenly doing less damage with a particular spell uh, cast on him and slowed with another spell cast on him. And seeing one wolf die and the other slink off, he yells for Vok and Thrag. Ulf does his best, but is brought down by the party. His shock at both seeing this band of party instead of orcs, and a further shock of meeting his untimely um, demise. After the battle with one direwolf dead and the other one slinking off into the corner, the party sees the one called Thrag on the edge of death and the direwolf, without an alpha, um, accepts his death and lies down. Until the most surprising move of the campaign thus far, to me, the party decides to uh, help the direwolf. With the, I would only describe it as miraculous roles of animal handling, healing, and feeding, all going well. The party actually starts befriending... Thrag the direwolf as a companion. And uh, the battle for Thrag's affection started then. Um, so the uh, you would have to have been there, but this will be an ongoing thread. You'll hear more of this when we start started doing the podcast. But in this recap, I can just say that uh, the battle between Twig and serial uh, over who's th Thrag's alpha, who's Thrag's favorite, starts ensuing. And the party does finally, after that extensive battle of their way into Kuldurakar, finally does settle down, uh, barring the door and getting a rest. So the questions at the session were, did the party really just get a dire wolf as a companion? Uh, was it a good idea to drop seven bodies down a chasm and into an unknown water source? And, uh, you know, what other treasure and danger lies ahead? We'll learn more in the Session 8 recap. I'm Michael Cremeen, Dungeon Master Reckless Moves. Talk to you soon. This is a Session recap for Reckless Moves. This is Session 8. That was played on August 25th, 2019. When the session begins after resting in the room, um, after befriending Thrag the Direwolf, the party proceeded deeper into the mountain. Now, Bryn has amazing dark vision and stealth in darkness. Uh, she's scouted ahead, basically finding four orcs lying in ambush having heard the noise. Now ambushes generally don't go well when you know they are there. The party actually baited the orcs into their ambush, reversing things and dispatching them in short order. Scouting ahead, a large room with a cage in the south is seen. With the coast clear, the prisoners, two humans named Garadil and Kurana, are rescued. Unsure of the safety outside, it is suggested by the party 
for the prisoners recently freed to stay in the barracks and they talk amongst themselves. They decided to wait one day and if the party doesn't come back, they're probably dead, so run. Uh, the party moves deeper, finding a secret passage leading into a hidden lair of a female leader, Burdug the Shaman, who is a member of the I Am Grumpsh and two bodyguards. A battle ensued, several strong range attack with some clever melee positioning. There is a, kind of a, uh, I call it a, a slide and dice where Twig, again, which would become a theme, becomes covered in entrails and blood. And Bryn hits someone in the head, which Talfeth hammers in for the kill, literally ripping Burdeg's head clean off. The party then uh, headed through another secret door to the north and finds a large stairway into the depths. The party enters the next level known as the Glitterhaim. Unsure why, the party uh, is attacked by Sturges, little blood-sucking flying bats. Uh, <laughs> I do remember one of the quotes uh, uh, when I talked about little blood-sucking flying bats. Serial said, and they all have law degrees. <laughs> Starting to scout into the darkness after killing the uh, blood-sucking flying bats, Bryn discovered a dead dwarven body. Um, scouting the darkness, though, uh, seeing a pouch, the stealth is attempted. However, failing the stealth, the gold makes a noise, and Bryn is swarmed by Sturges, the blood-sucking flying bats, and run back to the party yelling, Sturges! Attracting even more Sturges by the yell, because uh, in caves, noise carry very well. And then a very chaotic combat with a bunch of Sturges, 10 to 12 of them, broke out. Uh, minimal damage to the party, though, um, dispatching all that. Um, and I, I can't recall any time that many people have fought and died in one combat. So... Heading east, the party uh, sees something moving. Unsure of the enemy, they move ahead and are attacked by chameleon-like troglodytes who blend into the rocks. Trying to locate the enemy, they split up and scout ahead. Crispin does perceive some movement and swings at something blindly. Uh, and I, Crispin hits a rock and killed it. The troglodyte fell down dead. The remaining troglodyte, still unseen, um, uh, is not found until the party hears a click and a roar and a large brown bear that has been in a cage attacks the party. Twig hops on Thrag, attempting to launch off a wolf to attack, which does work. Everyone's shock as a launched halfling off a dire wolf uh, does a pretty good attack. Everyone else does very good damage, and the final blow is given by Thrag the Direwolf, who rips out the bear's throat. With the air finally cleared, the battle over Thrag's affection continues, with uh, Twig trying to ride him like a mount, and Serial praising the wolf for a durable well done. Uh, you know, the party, uh, the party now, uh, having gained some experience for the first time, levels up to new uh, abilities and experience. The next room the party encounters is very curious, covered with a yellow substance. 
Serial noticed something isn't right with Serial's ludicrous perception. And Marquello recalls doing a uh, check that this might be fungus and could potentially burn. So a lot of damage and potential death is avoided by burning away the poisonous fungus. And there's a statue holding a blade, locating a plus one longsword bearing the mark of Durgadin. A beautiful steel and silver helmet is also on this statue. Uh, moving further into the Glitterhame, uh, an underground spectacular oasis is found with the ceiling glittering, the entire place glowing with a faint phosphorescence. The ceiling is about you know 50 feet up and bright flecks and gleaming stone formations visible in the distance. Uh, patches of strange fungi dot the floor leading to a lot of jokes about fungi, uh, including like stalks standing as tall as human or much taller than a halfling and glowing puffballs almost a yard wide. Exploring, largely staying on the footpath, the party moves ahead to the east, large stone doors and a locker found. Noting this for later, with Bryn scouting to the south, she finds a very long and slippery tunnel ending in a waterfall and a circular stairs down. Almost finding the quick way down via the waterfall and a large drop, with dark vision, she didn't see the moss and how slippery it was, but saving the, in the nick of time, she lives to report back to the party. Heading west, Twig stealths ahead and spots, spots some Gricks, who are kind of nasty creatures, who are getting ready to hide and ambush the party. Bryn, with a new kind of step move, uh, Misty Step, uh, acts as bait to draw them off, and the Gricks are handled quite easily. Moving up, the party finds a burial chamber for dwarves with ornate stonework decorations. 23 of these uh, sepulchers are standing here. The lids are carved with the likenesses of grim dwarves in armor. Uh, dwarvish runes on the front of each tomb appear to represent the names of the occupants or the intended occupants. Three of the stone coffins have names and runes carved into them. Talfeth translates that this is Durgadin's clan, with additional runes recording the occupant's date of death and the great deeds the dwarf performed in life. Also carved into these three coffins is a warning that doom awaits any who dare defy the honorable dead. So with the names found of Borgol and Garen Orkdoom and Numik the Unlucky, they decide to not defile uh, what we find is Talfus ancestry in Durgadin's clan. The party finding themselves in a little bit of a need of a rest decide to take a short rest in the uh, statue room now cleared of that poison fungus and fairly easily defended. They take a short rest and that was the end of the session. We'll find more next time in session 9. Once again, my name is Michael Kermeen, Dungeon Master for Reckless Moves. Talk to you soon.